Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ladies and gentlemen, we are so privileged and pleased to have with us. This woman, I am telling you, has so much courage. Kaya Reichick, you know her. Many of you on the Internet, and I know you know her because her followers are increasing by the thousands every day. You know her as Lib TikTok. And you have heard us on this program play week after week, especially on the Saturday, Saturday show, most some of the audio that Haya has found. Haya, welcome to the program. How are you this afternoon? Hi, Bo. Thanks for having me on. I'm doing good. You do amazing work. Let me tell people what you do if they don't know. You scour TikTok, and that takes a lot of courage in itself. And you find some of the videos that people have posted, and you just repost them so that everyone can see what people are saying, what they are actually saying in their own words. For this, you have been tossed off Twitter more than once. There are any number of publications, like The Blade, The Advocate, that say you hate LGBTQ people or something similar. You have endured people making threats against you. The Washington Post, one of their little junior reporterettes, has come after you and seems to be on a mission to try to destroy your character. But you keep right on going, and you keep right on posting when you're not suspended, when they don't take your account down. How did you, what made you decide to explore TikTok? So I think that um, TikTok really started getting popular during COVID because people were at home and they were bored and had a lot of extra time. And, you know, we couldn't go out and do things. So people were looking for ways to stay entertained. So that's when I noticed TikTok really starting to get very popular. And then I noticed how insane TikTok was. Like there was just a cesspool of teachers bragging about grooming kids and and transgender activists bragging about grooming uh, kids to be part of the LGBTQ plus whatever community. Um, there's also another uh, another thing I noticed was insane anti-white racism on TikTok. Um, so it's just really a cesspool of mental illness and insanity. And I was like, I just got to, I got to expose this. Like this was, it was, there's also a lot of uh, funny videos. There was, at that time, there was a lot of like Fauci cult COVID videos and vaccine cult videos. And so I just started, you know, pulling those videos, posting it to Twitter. And then it, uh, it obviously grew a ton. Um, It's been a little bit over a year and, you know, we have a massive social media presence. Um, So so that's how I got started with TikTok, and my account was actually banned on TikTok. So I don't even have a TikTok account, um, but <laughs> thankfully we haven't been banned permanently on Twitter. 
And what an auspicious day that you would join us, the day that Elon Musk announces to the world that he has completed his ownership quest of TikTok and is now, I'm sorry, of, of, of Twitter, and is now the proud owner of Twitter. Of course, there's a lot of panic there because he's also hinted that there might be some layoffs coming. That's another story. But what say you about the allegations that somehow you're picking on groups of people? So I am just posting what they themselves are saying. And at this point, it's not just TikTok. I scour the web for, like, anything um, that I feel has to be exposed. So it's, it's TikTok it's from Instagram. I'll post something from a hospital's YouTube channel or website. So I post whatever I see with very, very minimal commentary. So probably the least commentary from any account of my size you'll ever see. And they are calling me. Um, they're calling me transphobic and homophobic and racist and all these kinds of things that obviously there's no evidence for um, simply because I'm posting what they themselves are saying. And I think that that's very telling is that when I'm, when I'm posting these things with no commentary and they're calling me um, transphobic or they're calling me a terrorist for posting a video from, from a hospital's website, then it's very telling because it's their own words. Now, this situation with Boston Hospital, we spent a great deal of time on that in this program because you were lied about, plain and simple. Plain and simple, what was, excuse me, what was being alleged was that you were causing because you posted what was on their website. And not only that, you confirmed information because you called the hospital and asked, is this going on? And the issue was the surgeries for minors and minors having this, what they call gender-affirming surgery, including mastectomies and including um, other things. When these, we're talking about 16-year-olds and under. You call the hospital. You confirm this is what a hospital worker told you was happening. Not only did you post videos from their site, you confirmed. And yet the story in the mainstream press was that Attacks and threats were coming at this hospital, and it was your fault, and they tried to smear you. There have been others. The American Library Association has called on the FBI to investigate you and to investigate others that are posting what liberals themselves are saying. And just because you post what they say, can you walk us through very briefly the situation with Boston Hospital? Yeah, so there was there was two hospitals. There was Boston Children's Hospital, which um, had videos up on their YouTube channel and information on their website um, where they said that they would do uh, surgery on minors um, as well as puberty blockers. And they had a whole bunch of content there. They were saying also that kids know from the womb if they're transgender, like really, really insane stuff. So I posted all that. Um, there was another hospital, which was Children's National Hospital in D.C., which is who I called, and they confirmed to me on the phone that they do hysterectomies on kids younger than 16. So there's a lot of these, what they call gender-affirming care, which is really uh, mutilation of minors um, that they're doing, and they're happy to post about it and brag about it. And then the second we bring it to light, they always you know, delete all of their videos. They remove all the information from their website, um, and they all go into hiding. And what happened with Boston Children's was was that they 
they're, they blamed me for an apparent bomb threat that the hospital got, um, which obviously had nothing to do with me. I was very outspoken about finding the person who called in the threat. We even offered a cash reward for information leading to the person who called in the threat. And they did announce that they found the person and they're going to face charges. And I hope they do because, I mean, it's obviously very wrong to call in a bomb threat. I think we would all agree. But the idea that I'm responsible for simply posting publicly available information is so bizarre. And they know that. Um, and, in fact, Washington Post even had to issue a correction because they claimed that I was responsible for an evacuation of Boston Children's. Um, Boston Children's was never evacuated, so that was a lie. Um, even if it was, I'm obviously not responsible. Um, the idea that, like I said, that posting about what someone is doing, that it's publicly available information, makes me responsible for what other people go and then do is, is crazy. Um, so I, I'm happy that, that I held them accountable a little bit. So they did have to issue that correction, um, and we're actually looking for more corrections because the way that they lie about me, they blame me for bomb threats, they call me a terrorist, they call me homophobic and racist. It just, it, it can't go on. They just, they lie about me so much, um, and we're going to hold them accountable. And are you going to stop posting what these people post themselves on these social media platforms? No way. <laughs> I'm never going to stop. Um, they tried to make me stop. I think that they tried to scare me when they doxed me and they, they post all their lies about me. But I, once you're in it, you realize how important this stuff is. So um, it, I'll, I'll be honest, in the beginning, like a few months into the account, I was just like, you know, I could easily just delete this account and go get a job and I mean, I was I, I had a job. Um, and continue with my job and continue with my life. Um, but then, but I'm like, I can't. You just can't because the stuff is so so important. The way that they brag about mutilating kids, about grooming kids, um, and this was happening everywhere. And I just felt it was my responsibility to continue exposing it. So um, I'm never going to stop. Um, I'm actually working on another report about another hospital now, um, and I'm I'm going to continue for as long as I can. Well, we are going to continue to repost what you publish, what you put out, what you post. We're going to continue to follow you. You have over 1.3 million followers now. And if anyone wants to follow you, how do they do it? So um, my main account is obviously Twitter, which is just outlives of TikTok. Um, but the, I'm growing my, my subsect now, which is you can find at livesoftiktok.com. Um, and that's where I publish um, sort of bigger stories, bigger reports that are more than just um, TikTok videos. So any reports about hospitals or just insider information from different schools or um, stuff like that. So I post my longer, bigger stories um, on Substack at livesoftiktok.com. You are always welcome here. You are a hero of the truth. And I don't know what you could do more than that, a hero of the truth. That is you. And thank you for joining us today. We hope that we'll have a chance to speak with you in the near future. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Haya. Haya Reichick, Libs of TikTok.